nursing industry is one of the fastest growing career forces in the world today. There are so many issues in the healthcare field these days relating to nurses that simply are not discussed in the media. Welcome to Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse, exploring the world of nursing with Leanne Meyer. Our program will help you with the most relevant information if you're in the nursing field or are planning to enter the industry. Now, here is your host, Leanne Meyer. Thank you for tuning in to another segment of Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse, Exploring the World of Nursing with me, Leanne Meyer. Our topic today is Inside Legal Nurse Consulting. Legal Nurse Consulting, or LNC, has been around for decades, but is not often mentioned as the exciting and viable career option for nurses looking for work away from the bedside. At one point, I looked pretty seriously into doing this type of work, especially when I learned what they can charge for their services. Then I became aware of what that charge has to cover when you are an entrepreneur. So sick time, health care, vacations, and so much more. So when I started imagining myself in on the stand in a courtroom with my mind going completely blank, I decided to look elsewhere. My guests today are Pat Iyer and Barbara Levin, both experts in this field, and they are going to flesh out exactly what this career is all about and the types of nurses who do well in it. Uh, Many people have questions about what it takes to be designated as a legal nurse consultant um, and um, what the costs are as far as setting up as an entrepreneur and what are those charges that LNC nurses can charge. So uh, welcome with me, Pat Iyer and Barbara Levin. Uh, Pat, welcome back. Pat was with me on October 28th while we were talking about entrepreneurship. So could you refresh us on your career overview, why nursing and why this nursing? Leanne? Yes. I got attracted to nursing at a time when women had few career options, and I think it's important for our younger listeners to realize that At the time many of the baby boomers got into nursing, you could be a librarian, a teacher, a nurse, or a secretary, and that was it. And now there are just a huge number of choices for people coming out of a high school, and of course the predominant number of people back then were females, where those choices Mm -hmm. were limited. So I got involved as a staff nurse on medical surgical units after I finished my diploma and bachelor's program, and then spent time after I earned my master's degree as a staff development director in a large urban hospital. When I was ready to try something different, I began reviewing cases as an expert witness after discovering Mm -hmm. this whole field that was something I knew nothing about, Mm -hmm. and that brought me into the world of legal nurse consulting. So it's always interesting to me because rarely do people start out in the direction of what they end up doing that they fall in love with. But uh, if you just follow, you know, your own senses, what makes sense to you, what what intrigues you, what interests you, uh, it just seems like you naturally come to those things that are uh, most helpful to you. So um, Barbara, Uh, Tell me what attracted you to the LNC uh, type of nursing and what keeps you interested in it. Um, Absolutely. I was attracted um, 
by surprise, actually. I was asked by someone to review some medical records back in 1988 having to do with a motor vehicle accident and uh, a pedestrian. At the time, I had been working in the orthopedic trauma unit and orthopedic oncology. I had transferred up to the cardiac and medical intensive care unit. So I was asked to review these medical records and give my thoughts on what the injuries, uh, definitions of the injuries, explain to the attorneys about um, what would the rehab course be, the long-term, short-term goals for this individual, and exactly how did the accident occur, where was the point of impact. So this came as a surprise. I was certainly very excited to review medical records. I didn't know that there was a field of legal nursing at the time, and after reviewing those medical records and having a meeting with the attorneys to explain and answer all their questions, they then asked me if I'd be interested in reviewing additional uh, cases for them and for others. And, um, and I did do that. Uh, I found later on the American Association of Legal Nurse Consultants mm-hmm. and began networking with other um, individuals that were um, uh, members at the time mm-hmm. and uh, realized that there's a whole new world out there, that there were so mm-hmm. many opportunities and so many areas where I could take my passion for educating others and my knowledge and expertise and share that forward. And that's mm-hmm. what keeps me going today. And certainly, over the course in time, I was able to meet uh, Patricia Iyer, my friend and colleague who's on this show, and uh, she and I work together on many projects together, and it, it, it's wonderful. You really um, are able to do so much within the field. Right, yeah, and almost you can create what directions you're going to go within that. <clears throat> Excuse me, Pat. Um, I, I know that a lot of people ask about um, how do you get qualified for this, and I know that's a perfect question for you, so can you share that with us? Yeah, it's one of the questions that I get asked most frequently by clinical nurses who say, how can I become a legal nurse consultant? And there are many answers to that. There are many options for getting into the field. Some areas have community colleges or baccalaureate programs that have legal nurse consulting as one of their specialty areas. So the educational route, going to a building, sitting in a classroom with people is one option. There are online programs that take a nurse through the content that you need in order to become a legal nurse consultant. There are some programs that are on a per-fee or a for-profit basis by nurses who have done legal nurse consulting and are then offering their skills to nurses to help them transition into the role. Mm -hmm. Some people get hired by a law firm without any experience, although that's pretty uncommon Mm -hmm. because most law firms know their jobs are so desirable that they are looking for people who already have mastered the content of legal nurse consulting. But I have heard of nurses who've gotten hired and have been trained by the law firm. Some -hmm. people go through the textbook that we have in our field. The core curriculum of legal nurse consulting is called Legal Nurse Consulting Principles and Practices. And that textbook is one that I edited as the chief editor in the second edition. Barbara was one of my editors in that text. 
It's now it just came out in its fourth edition, and that's wow. a comprehensive book that if you are a self-directed learner, can transition you and give you the knowledge that you need to fill in. I strongly recommend nurses interested in this field have some education, look very carefully at the time commitments, the style of learning, and how that matches the way that you like to learn. Are you Mm -hmm. self-directed? Do you want to learn by listening? Do you want to learn by being with other people? Look at the costs, which can vary significantly from purchasing a $200 textbook to paying twelve dollars or $13,000 for a, a concentrated course. See what's going to match your budget. You have to have a body of knowledge to be able to understand what it means to call yourself a legal nurse consultant because when you start talking to attorneys, they can sniff you out if you don't have any preparation and they start asking questions and using terms and you don't know what they're talking about, you're mm-hmm. going to get caught and feel inadequate. So mm-hmm. it's like going into a specialty area of nursing. It is a specialty area of nursing. You wouldn't become a specialized OR nurse without going through some course of study to understand the way that the OR nurse functions in that particular environment. And it is like this as well. This is a specialty area of nursing. I can imagine it would be the same way if you were on the witness stand for one side and the other side would want to uh, make you look uh, like you don't know what you're doing or that you're not confident of the information that you have. So I can see that. It's the job of the opposing counsel to try to poke holes in the credibility and authority of that expert so that the jury... Mm -hmm will discount that person's opinions and rely on the opinions of the person who's attacking the expert witness on the stand. Right. Um, One of the questions in my introduction was about uh, some of the costs. So for the book, if they wanted to get your book and they didn't want to go through a class, can they just do that online? Do they have to go through you? How would they get a hold of that? The textbook? Uh, The book? It will be available very shortly on my website. It literally just came out recently. It's the Principles and Practices of Legal Nurse Consulting, and it is a a single volume. It has been two volumes in the past. It's been condensed down to one volume. Okay. That's good because a lot of times you have extra material that... Um, ends up not being as as needed or pertinent or something like mm-hmm. that. It's always good to know that what you're getting is going to be the just exactly what you need. Um, you talked already about who hires these um, nurses. Uh, I know that you also uh, have um, a business in which people can go through you, so they don't, they aren't. One of the things that scared me about entrepreneurial work was the idea that I would have to be doing the work finding new people for the next work, um, dealing with charging the previous people that I was working with and all of that, and that just kind of blew my mind. So uh, do you want to mention just a little bit about what you do to help nurses? Uh, I created a company and ran it for 28 years called MedLeague Support Services in which I hired and trained nurses to become legal nurse consultants. I've since sold that company, and Mm -hmm. now what I do is coach nurses 
who have gone through some type of training to become legal nurse consultants and help them establish their businesses so that they can present themselves well, they're confident in their skills, and they're attractive to attorneys who want to hire mm-hmm. a nurse to help them with their cases. Yeah, that sounds it's, like fantastic it's to me. A, yeah, it, it's definitely a, a business mm-hmm. that um, you have to be set up properly. Attorneys are very intelligent. They're skilled. There's a lot of money at stake in litigation. They can spend mm-hmm. anywhere from fifty to a hundred thousand dollars or more on litigating a case, and they want to be surrounded by knowledgeable people to help them fill in their knowledge gaps, summarize medical records, form opinions if it's a medical malpractice case. They want people who are going to be able to stand up well and mm-hmm. be reliable and credible. Yeah. So um, I want to move to Barbara here a little bit. Can you talk a little bit about um, uh, why Why would, what are, I mean, some of us as nurses, we kind of know when things go wrong, patients tend to want to litigate. Um, share what kind of leads into that. What are the reasons people uh, and their families sometimes sue providers? Um, this sure. is for Barbara. Um, there, mm-hmm. there are times that um, patients and their families, uh, if there's perhaps a bad outcome or an adverse event, they want to know if anything was done incorrectly. And so mm-hmm. they may seek out an attorney's assistance to review the medical records, have those reviewed, to explain to them what transpired during their physician um, appointment or hospitalization. Um, perhaps the families and the patients may not have asked those questions of, uh, of the caretakers at the time. Mm-hmm. And if there was a bad outcome, they weren't sure what questions perhaps to ask. Sure. Um, there's other reasons that people will seek out an attorney's assistance, and um, that has to do with acknowledgement. Uh, so while we're talking about you know determining if anything was done wrong, uh, most people want to know. They want to be informed that there was you know if there was an out- a bad outcome caused by. Uh, perhaps negligence, they want to have that acknowledged by the healthcare personnel. Um, mm-hmm. Healthcare uh, providers uh, also are aware that patients will want to have an apology. Now, this is a very controversial topic per se. Uh, you may not always get an apology at the bedside when something has gone wrong um, because then it acknowledges perhaps that there was some negligence. Um, Mm -hmm. But during the litigation process, um, if it has been determined that there has been an adverse event uh, due to negligence, um, patients and or their families, they want an apology. Um, It just... It it uh, makes a difference to them uh, that they know that um, there's been an acknowledgement, an apology. The families and the patients they want all the facts. What mm-hmm. happened? What went wrong mm-hmm. during this period of time? Uh, the families and the patients they have questions. They don't always know how to articulate those questions to the healthcare providers. Uh, perhaps they've been grief struck at the time and just can't think of those questions, and they want those answered by the attorney's offices. Um, they also want the assurance that this event is not, if if it is negligence, um, that it's not going to happen again. That they mm-hmm. want the system fixed. They want changes that are going to. Um, 
take effect. So this won't happen to other patients and their family members. And that means a lot to them. And um, lastly on the list is appropriate compensation. And Mm -hmm. while compensation isn't always... isn't always the driving force in these cases, uh, but it may be to somebody who may have long-term injuries, or maybe they're um, maybe they're on a ventilator uh, for the rest of their life, or they've lost a limb, or you know other catastrophic events. That compensation will certainly assist with future care and treatment and medical devices, um, but it isn't always the it isn't usually the leading reason why people seek out an attorney's assistance. And as a matter of fact, there have been many pluses that have come out of cases and some of the compensation. Some families have chosen to donate those uh, monies to, you know, education programs or, or making changes with a design, a medical design piece or something in the hospital or something within nursing. Um, so families like to be involved. So... Um, if there is negligence uh, and it has been determined as such, these are the areas that people want, you know, people and their their families, they want these answered. And um, this was um, an actual published study by the American Association of Healthcare Risk Management. And it addresses the five A's of what do patients want after an adverse event. Mm-hmm. Um Two things come to mind uh, when, as you're talking. One, I'm wondering how much, too, as time goes by, do they feel guilt? Did we do something wrong? Should we have called uh, help sooner? Um, was there something we missed? You know, those kinds of things. And, and I have to think that that comes in also for patients or patients' families uh, probably more so. Should they have called sooner? Or are you saying when their loved one is in the hospital, should they have called right. the nurse to the bedside sooner? Something um, like that, well, there yeah. Are, there are times that, you know, certainly that will come up. Um, when families reflect over the course of time of the hospitalization and some of them are keeping notes at the time, Mm-hmm. And then afterwards, they realize, oh, maybe I should have spoken up further. Or maybe I should have called the doctor again. This mm-hmm. does come up at times. And some family members, and uh, sometimes they do feel a sense of guilt. And they're wondering what more should they have done or could they have done. Uh, one thing I've been noticing um, in my own family, but also in other families that I talk to, that people are asking either a member of their family that's a nurse to come and be with their loved one, at least during the critical parts of their care, Uh, you know, to be able to ask those questions, know what questions to ask, and then also be able to notice if something is being done wrong. Um, um, One other thought that I had was, and this is more of a comment than a question, um, let me know if you think it's true, my observation over years, particularly working in obstetrics, is that patients tended not to um, uh, sue their doctors or their caregivers if they felt they had been treated well, they'd been treated respectfully, they'd been kept up date, they were treated um, as a real human, and they, the patient was treated as a human. It seemed to me the people that tended to get um, lawsuits were the people that often were very, very bright, but didn't have a lot of social graces, and so would um, 
frustrate the patients, maybe not answer their questions or answer them in a way that was demeaning to them. Um, any, any thoughts about that? I have Either seen that. Um, I, I truly have seen that and have heard that, um, that the nurse at the bedside who is caring and is communicating with the loved ones and answering the questions the best they can, certainly if there are questions that nurses are unable to answer, uh, making a phone call to the physician to come and speak with the family members is certainly, you know, very helpful. Uh, patients want to have trust in the healthcare providers. And when they don't have trust, that's another area that they feel uncomfortable with. And sometimes family members will stay at the bedside um, to help provide care or, and or support to their loved one. Uh, you mentioned before about family members having nurses come and sit with their mm-hmm. loved ones, somebody in their family. And I am seeing that. And it's actually, it's a wonderful thing um, because... Um, whether they're nurses or family members, they're helping to advocate for their loved one. They're helping to ask those questions. I actually suggest to my patients and their family members, make a list of questions of what you have for the next day when the physicians are doing their rounds. Uh, Mm -hmm. Certainly you can ask the nurses, but also keep a running list of questions so that when the physicians are doing their rounds early in the morning, which could be 5, 5, 36 a.m., and you're trying to think of what your questions are, you have your list. I'm right, right there to ask them. And tick it off and hopefully have somebody writing down the answers. <clears throat> Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. We are in a good place to take a break, and so we're going to do that right now. Uh, we are talking about inside legal nurse consulting, and my guests today are Pat Iyer and Barbara Levin, both of them experts in this field and uh, answering many of our questions about this field. We'll be back in just a couple minutes. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Now there's a new destination for video content, voiceamerica.tv. Just like our radio channels and so much more. Voice America Variety, Health and Wellness, Business, Sports, Green Talk, Power Up Motorsports, and 7th Wave Network now have their own video channel components. Plus, check out exclusive programming, including movies, music, educational courses, science and history, current events, and short features. High-definition, premier-quality programs available 24-7, voiceamerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV like this before, let us support. If you like what you're hearing on Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse, consider supporting the show. In the one year since the show started, we've increased our listening audience by nearly 7,900% and our goal to reach 50 countries and counting. Whether you are looking to reach a regional, national, or worldwide audience, you'll have a competitive advantage by advertising on Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse. It's the perfect platform. Contact Senior Executive Producer Tacey Trump today at 480-294-6421. That's 480-294-6421. A fresh look at today's health. Voice America Health & Wellness. You are listening to Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse. Exploring the world of nursing with host Leanne Meyer. To reach the program today, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to leannevoiceamerica at gmail.com. Now, back to Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse. 
Welcome back. And today's subject that we're talking about is uh, Inside Legal Nurse Consulting. And I'm talking with Pat Iyer and Barbara Levin. Um, we've had a very interesting discussion <clears throat> about uh, some of the different questions that people can ask about. I mean, a lot of people don't know about this particular field. And so I'm really excited to be able to have some of this information get out. Um, so, Pat uh, Iyer, could you talk a little bit about the skills? I mean, can just any nurse that's been working at the bedside, are they able to just fit in nicely in a um uh, legal nurse uh, consulting role? That's a great question, Leanne. And and like so much of this in life, the answer is it depends. <laughs> you, yes, you can yeah. take a, a clinical nurse who can do this work on the side, you know, initially, which is a very common pattern for people who start into this field. But in order to be successful, you need a variety of skills. You need to have a business knowledge, which is not something that you learn in nursing school. You learn how to communicate, but you don't learn anything about finance or marketing. So you have to have a business knowledge, and that can be acquired through continuing education, through resources that are available, courses, coaching. You have to have great verbal and written communication skills. You have to enjoy the process of writing and expressing yourself in writing because attorneys put great stock in work product. If I had one word wrong in an expert witness report that I wrote, that could change the entire complexion of my case. My entire report could be challenged because I've missed a word or I have mm -hmm. misstated an opinion. So whatever is in writing is very important, and that includes being professional, having correct grammar and capitalization and spelling and punctuation, all of the things that you learned back when about mm -hmm. grammar and spelling come to play. And you have to be very detail-oriented because, and Barbara has told me stories of cases that she's reviewed way in the past of one word in a medical record can change the entire case, a word mm -hmm. not instead of if it says cannot versus can, or one detail, one entry by a nurse stating that the nurse informed the physician of a change in a patient's condition can mm -hmm. change the entire case. So mm -hmm. it's important to have business knowledge, to have great verbal and written skills, to be very detail-oriented, and you have to be... An entrepreneur, you have to understand that attorneys are not sitting in their offices typically just waiting to be contacted by legal nurse consultants. You have to mm -hmm. take initiative in order to be able to meet them, to determine where they are, to connect with them, to show them how you can assist them with their cases. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So who are the people that can hire uh, a legal nurse consultant? Is it just lawyers? It's primarily lawyers. They are plaintiff attorneys and defense attorneys. There are individuals who are working in a risk management position within a healthcare administration facility who are considered to be legal nurse consultants. There are some nurses who work in insurance companies 
as legal nurse consultants, so they're not necessarily working directly for an attorney, but they might be working with a claims adjuster to evaluate the merit of claims either before or after they're filed. Uh, um, Barbara, as her involvement in the Board of Nursing, is working using her knowledge of legal nurse consulting in Mm -hmm. a regulatory agency. It's not Mm -hmm. directly legal nurse consulting in the, the sense that we're talking about summarizing medical records or testifying in a nursing malpractice case. But um, there are nurses who do work in regulatory agencies like the Board of Nursing who use that skill set to help make determinations about nursing licenses and nursing practice. Uh, And nurses are hired, of course, by law firms and are working in-house as employees. I think those are the majority of the roles, but Barbara, if I've missed a role, please feel free to jump in if you can think of something Another setting where legal nurse consultants are hired. Um, there have been times with regard to product liability cases. Evaluating a product mm-hmm. um, years ago, I was asked to um, assist with a cardiac device and pull research and find the actual researchers so the attorneys could speak with them about um, there had been a, a faulty piece um, and my role was very limited, um, and they were able to move forward there. Um, but sometimes legal nurses are collecting data having to do with equipment such as that, or they may have multiple claims that they're looking at. Um, years ago, there were issues with some of the hip replacement components yes. and the materials that were utilized, and um, patients that were having um, adverse events from them and required new total hip replacements as a result. So Mm -hmm. there's that setting as well. There's so many other settings, uh, including criminal. Uh, Some of our legal nurse colleagues have actually worked um, on a variety of forensic cases and utilized their knowledge and expertise there. Um, One thing I didn't hear was prosecuting attorneys. Is that also something, or would that be something the state would have their own version of it and rather than hiring people from the outside? Um, there are nurses who are hired by prosecutors to help be involved in cases. Typically, they are criminal cases and those prosecutors are attorneys. So, yeah, yes, that can be a role in which a nurse can be involved in assisting either a criminal defense attorney or a prosecutor who's going after a defendant for a criminal case. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, I'm kind of leading up again. I'm thinking about that uh, statement I made in my opening uh, remarks about what do um, uh, legal nurse consultants, what can they charge? And um, how does that, how do they have to like, do all of the the invoicing, all of that sort of thing, or is there other ways that that happens? There's two models, either working a legal nurse consultant who's working directly for an attorney in his or her own business and submitting the invoices and collecting payment from the attorneys directly, or there is a subcontracting role where a nurse, typically a nurse, sometimes a physician who is functioning as a medical legal consultant, will subcontract a case 
to an individual who has the right background for that case. Mm-hmm. And then that agency will be billing for the services of the nurse who is helping the attorney. Okay. In the method that we're talking about with subcontracting, which is easier to address, typically the nurse who is the subcontractor earns approximately a third of what the nurse who is charging the attorney will be charging. So that Uh two-thirds goes to help support the subcontractor's supervisor, for for want of a better word, the person who got that Mm -hmm. work in, who did Mm -hmm. all the marketing, who has the relationships with the attorneys, who has all of the overhead of the employees and the insurance and and everything that goes into being a business owner. Mm -hmm. If the nurse is working directly with the attorney, then and there is no middleman who's involved in that charging relationship, then there's, again, two choices. Is that nurse being hired as a nursing expert witness or is that nurse being hired to consult but is not going to be in the courtroom offering Mm -hmm. opinions? Those are the two primary roles when we talk about working with trial attorneys. And then nursing expert witnesses, if you follow me, keep following me. There could be two roles there. One can be the advanced practice nurse Mm-hmm. who's the nurse midwife, the nurse anesthetist, who is um, perhaps a clinical specialist or an advanced nurse practitioner. Mm-hmm. Their fees are higher than people who don't have that advanced practice. Mm-hmm. As a general range, uh, and, oh, there's one more, Leanne. I just thought of another split. There can be some nurses who will charge more to testify than they will for reviewing records, traveling to court, writing reports, summarizing, uh, reviewing depositions, or some nurses who are experts charge at the same rate for every service that they render in the case. So having put all of that into your pot, Leanne, mm-hmm. then the, the testifying expert witness could be charging between 200 to probably a higher range of 350 or 400 an hour, and the nurse who is not testifying is charging at a lower rate, usually anywhere between 90 to maybe 175 an hour or more, depending a great deal on the part of the country. And I'm talking U.S. dollars, mm-hmm. the price of living and the prices that nurses are charging are higher on the East Coast and on the West Coast. They are lower in the southern and the central and the northern part of the country. But nurses, like um, when I did expert work and and um, when Barbara does expert work, our clients could come from anywhere in the country. So typically what happens mm-hmm. is wherever that nurse is based is the basis for the rates. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't okay. charge when I was doing expert work, an attorney in Alabama, a different rate than I would charge an attorney in New York because that becomes very hard to defend and justify and you're charging based on your credentials and experience and expertise and overhead and that's going to be the same regardless of where your client is located. Mm -hmm. I think Um, I can stop and take a breath now. That was a long answer to your question, Leah. It was a long answer, but it did uh, touch all the bases that I was uh, looking for. So, um, 
Maybe uh, we'll go back to Barbara then. Um, I know we we talked, or actually, um, Pat just brought out the the difference between uh, an expert witness and somebody who's actually doing the work in the background. So, what is the difference? How are those jobs different? That's an excellent question. Uh, the role, those roles are different in the sense that if you are the, it's also known as the so-called behind-the-scenes person, you may be providing reviews for the attorney to determine if there's merit to the case. So if we are discussing medical negligence and a case comes in, perhaps the nurse is either working directly with the law firm exclusively or maybe they are um, working outside of the firm, uh, perhaps from their home, and they work with a variety of attorneys. Uh, attorneys want to know, does this case, they have so many, so many uh, individuals who come in and feel that they have a me- medical negligence claim, um, the attorneys need to know which ones are valid, which ones really do have merit. So these nurses that are so-called, as I stated, behind the scenes, will review and analyze the medical records. Uh, they will review those. Uh, if they find that there's merit, they will have a meeting, a deep, detailed conversation with the attorneys to explain what transpired um, within the medical records, uh, identify what they believe the standard of care is, uh, outline what types of experts would be needed for this particular matter, um, these individuals, the behind-the-scenes nurses, may also write detailed chronologies. And what that is is um, there are certain uh, databases and different programs that nurses can do a detailed um, outline of the hospitalization, who the caregivers were, what page on the medical records, what occurred, what should have occurred, what didn't occur. Um, so depending upon how everything is written. It also may be color-coded. Uh, it may be one color for the nurse, one color for the physician, a different color ink on that paper for the uh, laboratory or other healthcare providers. So that's some of what a, somebody in the in the background may be doing for the attorney. Uh, They may also be assisting the attorney with location of experts, helping to find the best qualified experts um, to work on their cases. They may be communicating with those experts to give them an outline of, you know, I'd like this expert to review these medical records. This is a little scenario of the case. I need this reviewed by X date, and they may be the ones interfacing with that expert to then learn what those opinions are. The expert witness, um, where I have served Actually, as an let, expert Barbara, witness. Let's, let's hold that because we're right at a place where I'd like to take a break, and I'd like to oh. come back with the expert witness and uh, talk a little bit more about that. So this is Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse, Exploring the World of Nursing. We're talking about inside legal nurse consulting uh, with some wonderful experts, Pat Iyer and Barbara Levin, who are telling us all about uh, what we need to know, the ins and outs. We'll be back in just a couple minutes. Your life, your health, your network. This is Voice America Health & Wellness. 
If you like what you're hearing on Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse, consider supporting the show. In the one year since the show started, we've increased our listening audience by nearly 7,900% and our goal to reach 50 countries and counting. Whether you are looking to reach a regional, national, or worldwide audience, you'll have a competitive advantage by advertising on Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse. It's the perfect platform. Contact senior executive producer Tacey Trump today at 480-294-6421. That's 480-294-6421. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. Opinions, options, answers. Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse, exploring the world of nursing with host Leanne Meyer. To reach the program today, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to leannevoiceamerica at gmail.com. Now, back to Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse. Welcome back. Uh, we are inside Legal Nurse Consulting today with Pat Iyer and Barbara Levin. And we were just, Barbara was just telling us about what it's like behind the scenes as a nurse and then what it's like to be in the witness chair. So let's go into that part of it. Um, uh, what, what are some of the specific things that, the, that are different for the witness uh, than might be for that person behind the scenes? Well, an expert witness, I just want to explain, is someone who is, a, is qualified based on their education, training, and experience to provide an opinion about a specific subject matter and discuss the standard of care. Mm-hmm. So as an expert witness, certainly there are challenges and uh, rewards um, with this, but as the nurse expert, you want to make sure that you are accepting cases that are within your specialty. Uh, with my background, education, and training, I would not be working on an obstetrics case. 
my background has to do with medical surgical nursing and orthopedics. Um, so I wouldn't work on something, as I stated, that had to do with that with um, obstetrics. Uh, mm-hmm. As the expert, we work with the attorneys. We identify, we review the medical record in full, for sure, and we discuss with the attorneys what we see as the standard of care. We may be hired by the plaintiff side or we may be hired by the defense side. It's very important for nurses to work on both sides, but only accept those cases that you believe in. Meaning that Mm -hmm. you believe that there is a deviation in the standard of care if you are the expert, or you believe that uh, you are able to defend and support the actions of the nurse. Just because there's a bad outcome in a situation does not necessarily mean that there's negligence. Mm -hmm. So being... um, being knowledgeable and having um, great cr- clinical skills is going to help drive the nurse expert with regard to educating the attorney, identifying what are the standards of care, the standard of care for when the incident or the alleged incident took place. So I'm not going to use standards from 2019 right. and apply mm-hmm. those standards to a 2014 case. Mm-hmm. You utilize the standards that were around at that particular time. Mm-hmm. So as a nurse expert, you need to be articulate. You need to be very detail-oriented with strong clinical skills to work with the attorney uh, from the time you receive the case until the time that if you do end up testifying at deposition and or trial. As an expert witness, I also have been asked at times to formulate deposition questions for the opposing counsel's expert, and Mm -hmm. I've actually been asked to assist with questions for trial as well. Mm -hmm. So it can be a very exciting role. It's one that um, uh, you really have to be on the edge of your seat when you are uh, certainly when you're testifying, and uh, you have to be credible and you have to be honest as well. Yes. So one thing you didn't say is an incredible memory, um, especially mm-hmm. if you're dealing with um, all of the, the what are the criteria for 2014, and mm-hmm. you've been most recently working on criteria for 2019. Um, I can see where that would be uh, something. The other thing that I would think would be really interesting in dealing these very high-pressure kind of situations would be uh, having control of your temper and then also being able to deal with conflict resolution so that um, uh, you're not uh, escalating. I can see where um, that might be a technique a lawyer might use would be to get you flustered or angry, uh, and then anything you say starts to be questionable. Exactly, and at times, opposing counsel, particularly if you're on the stand, they will try to knock you down. They will try Mm -hmm. to pull you down. So, you know, make sure that if you choose to be an expert witness that you don't have any skeletons in the closet because (laughs) a very skilled opposing Uh counsel uh, attorney is going to find those skeletons. Uh, For example, have you been reported to your Board of Registration of Nursing? Uh, Um, Have you had a DUI? Um, driving under the influence. Have mm-hmm. you had a criminal conviction? Uh, these are things that, if they have occurred uh, to you, you'll have to decide whether or not you want to endure 
mm-hmm. opposing counsel's questions um, right. and whether or not this is the field for you. Yeah. So, uh, <clears throat> so much uh, here. We're already coming up very closely on the end, and I want to make sure that each of you have some time to talk about what's your import- most important message that you want um, uh, nurses and other healthcare uh, people that are in this uh, arena to know about. So, Pat, can you share what you especially want people to know? Sure. I think it's important for nurses who are interested in legal nurse consulting to realize that if this is a business that does not develop overnight, it takes a while to get clients, it takes a while to develop skill and experience, it is unwise unless you have another source of income to quit your day job and start marketing and think that you're going to get clients right away. Some people do, and they're very fortunate but the majority of people find that it's a slow process. Mm-hmm. It is Building relationships. An <clears throat> uh, it's an investment of time uh, to learn, to, to gather the knowledge that you need to be successful in the field so you can't stop learning once you go through a program or identify you're at an end point. Things change because of our focus on expert witness and behind the scenes, I do want to emphasize that legal nurse consultants help with medical malpractice cases, but there's a whole body of other cases, personal injury cases, workers' Mm -hmm. comp, product liability, um, poisoning from chemicals, pharmaceutical agents that are released. There's all kinds of cases with medical issues where a nurse can help an attorney. And if you think only of medical malpractice, you're missing a large portion of the attorney population who need your help. And I think the, the third point would be to sure, be sure when you're marketing that you understand that attorneys here, I can summarize medical records and I can find you expert witnesses. But what they really want to hear is you telling them how is that going to make your life easier. You won't have to plow through the records. You'll understand the injuries of the patient. You'll save a lot of time not getting bogged down in all those medical details, and you won't get surprised by your adversary with something that you didn't know about the case. And my last point, Leanne, uh, to all the nurses listening, is Barbara and I both have seen multiple instances in our time as expert witnesses, in which if the nurse had spoken up when she or he was concerned about the patient and carried that concern to the right person, the catastrophic outcomes that we talk about in the courtroom could be avoided. It's like the article I read just yesterday on the Internet about a British stewardess who saw ice on the wing of the plane Mm. and no one else on the plane noticed this, and the plane Mm -hmm. was getting ready to take off, and she spoke up and saved the lives of the people on that Mm -hmm. airplane. The Mm -hmm. the same principle applies in healthcare. Speak up, save lives. Expert witnesses would rather be less busy and have more people (laughs) who've got great outcomes because a concerned nurse was active and vocal as a patient advocate. Right. Barbara, in just a couple minutes, what are your thoughts about what you want people to know? 
I would state that um, this is a, truly a unique opportunity where nurses can utilize their education, training, experiences, knowledge, and passion uh, for teaching in a different arena. And there are times that after, for myself, after I've worked on cases, and I know Pat has as well, that we've been contacted by facilities to assist them in implementing changes into their workplace, whether it was changing and or updating, writing or updating policies and procedures, uh, perhaps uh, guiding them into writing um, some education programs for nursing and identifying needs for the physicians as well. So these are really exciting things for me to see as an expert that an an unusual or a poor outcome resulted in positive change in the end. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, I would think from a nurse's viewpoint, that would be what you'd want, not just to resolve this particular case, but to make sure it doesn't happen for anybody else um, either. Well, I just have to thank both of you so very much. I am so glad you could come on and you, you both are very clear and, um, I guess that's part of the work that you do. Uh, So thank you so much for being on. Excuse me. Um, So I just want to also really thank everyone who has been listening to this program. Um, It seems like many, many people are sharing this with your friends, your colleagues. Um, I'm getting uh, input and questions and all kinds of information from people who are not just nurses, but in all related fields to nursing, uh, to healthcare in general. And that has been very exciting too. So again, if you uh, would like to be someone who is a part of this program to by sponsorship, or you know somebody who would be looking um, for a great cause to get behind and really um, uh, promote nurses, promote healthcare, promote the work that we're doing, talking and thinking about how can we make it better. Um, please contact me at leannevoiceamerica at gmail.com or you can also go on my new website, which is onceanurse.com, and leave messages there for me. I'm always happy to hear if you uh, know somebody who would be an excellent speaker for the show. Um, uh, please let me know about that. And uh, thank you so very much for all that you have been doing to promote this show in so many different countries. Thank you again. This is Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse, Exploring the World of Nursing. I'm Leanne Meyer. And again, thank you so much, Pat Iyer and Barbara Levin. Thank you for listening to Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse, Exploring the World of Nursing with your host, Leanne Meyer. Be sure to join us again next Monday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Have a productive and insightful week.